comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. We're going to continue in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 21. Hear then the word of God. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work, works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out 
in God. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we ask now for your blessing and illumination of your spirit as we turn to this passage from the Gospel of John. We pray, Lord, that we might understand this morning the meaning of being born again, believing that you are the Son of God who came to pay our rescue to have access to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. When I moved from El Salvador to Guatemala to study at a theological seminary, it was a whole new experience. Although I was born in Guatemala, I lived in El Salvador for nearly 20 years, almost all my life. So driving in Guatemala City was an adventure. And as everybody knows, in every city... There are safe areas and areas that are not so safe. Well, one night on my way back from church, I got lost and suddenly found myself in an, in, in an unknown place. There was no lights on the streets, no names on the streets to tell me where I was, and I didn't have a cell phone with a GPS. I think it didn't exist at that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm old. Anyways, but the more I sought to get out of that place, the more lost I felt. And after half an hour, I noticed a police car was following me with the siding and lights on. The surprise of the police patrol was that I stopped the car and I waved at them, asking them to come closer. They slowly approached and asked me to get out of the car with my hands up. Immediately, I get out. Two officers searched me from head to toe. You know how it is, right? So they asked, what are you doing here at this time of the night? I told them I was lost and couldn't find my way out. And as soon as I spoke, a policeman told me, you are not from here, are you? I told him the same story that I told you at the beginning. I was born in Guatemala, but I had lived all my life in El Salvador, and now I was studying at the seminary. Ah, that's why you are lost. You are not from here, he replied. You have entered the most dangerous zone in Guatemala. There is only one entrance to this place, and only one way to exit, dead. <laughs> so, at that point, I almost had a heart attack. So I asked him, what can I do to get out of this place alive? And one of the police officers answered me, today is your lucky day. We enter this area because someone called us to attend to an emergency, but we found nothing. Only a poor guy in the darkness, destined to death. He was talking about me. <laughs> then he asked me to open all the car windows and follow them slowly. And only like that was I able to leave that place 
in one piece. And sometimes I am concerned that the same thing is happening in the church. We sing about Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Redeemer, and Jesus the Rescuer, but we don't always know what this means. We don't always understand what we have been rescued from and that by our own means we are destined to die as I was in that dangerous place in Guatemala. In our scripture reading, Jesus deals with someone who was lost but didn't know it. He was a Pharisee part of that devoted and strict religious order. Not only that, Jesus called him a teacher of Israel, which means he had power and a good position. Nicodemus was a prominent authority in Jesus' time. And when he came to Jesus, he was not trying to attack Jesus or expose him as a fraud. He was honestly curious. He was interested in finding the way out of his dead religiosity. So after John presenting the credentials of Nicodemus in verse 1, that he was a man of the Pharisees, as we read, and a ruler of the Jews, it follows in verse 2 that this man came to Jesus by night. This is a crucial clue from John. He's not trying to document the time of day for this encounter between Nicodemus and Jesus. But he is pointing out the condition of the man's heart. He was in darkness. Nicodemus was trying to hide under the cover of the night so he wouldn't be seen or recognized hanging out with Jesus. Notice that John talks about the light shining in the, no in the darkness in the whole book of John. And since the beginning of the gospel, he is telling people that the light came, but people hate, hated the light. Light and darkness are a central part of the gospel of John. This is important because later we will see Nicodemus again. We will see that Nicodemus came at night the first time. But then he did not hide himself anymore. In chapter 7, we read that he supported Jesus in front of all the rulers of the Jews. And then, later in chapter 19, he joins Josephus of Arimathea to take and bury the body of Jesus. So you see, there is a difference from being in the darkness to being in the light. Something after the encounter with Jesus 
changed in Nicodemus. And we will find out today. So if we continue reading in verse 2 and 3, it says this man, this man, I'm sorry, came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Thank you very much for your, your title that you are giving me. No. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Notice that Nicodemus came showing respect for Jesus. He used the title rabbi. He was treating Jesus as a similar, from teacher to teacher, as someone able to have an intelligent dialogue with him. But Nicodemus, Nicodemus wasn't prepared for the answer Jesus was about to give him. Jesus responded directly to the heart of the matter. Nicodemus, mark my words. That's the meaning truly, truly. Underline my words. Bold it. Bold them, I'm sorry. This is really important what I am going to tell, what I'm about going to uh, tell you. Truly, truly. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Now think for a moment. This sounds like Jesus needs to be more coherent in the conversation, right? Born again. I'm just saying that you, you are a good teacher. And for us it may sound a little bit odd or incoherent, but for Nicodemus, it made perfect sense. He was a teacher of Israel. In his time, the teachers of Israel had a saying that goes like this. A follower who embraces Judaism is like a newborn child. So Nicodemus understood what Jesus was saying. They use the same terminology. But it is interesting that Nicodemus, knowing the term, asked for a clarification. Because he says, I know how to convert from, from another religion to Judaism. And we know the process to do that. But what do you mean? How would you do that, Jesus? Nicodemus is the, uh, the, the, the question that he, he asked in verse 4. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into, the mother's, into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus is not trying to be dummy here. He knows what is the answer. But he's asking him, okay, now you got my attention. So how would you do that? It's not possible to enter into my mother's womb again. So Jesus responded Nicodemus 
in two parts. In the first part, he gave him two illustrations with one conclusion. You cannot control it to be born again. And you cannot produce it to be born again. You are not involved in this miracle of being born again. All is a work of God from beginning to an end. And then he gave him these two illustrations. When I was lost in, in, in that edgy part of Guatemala, it was not me who called for help. You remember? It was a miracle that the police found me and took me out of that pit. That is what Jesus is telling Nicodemus in the following verses with the first illustration. Jesus answered, verse 5, truly, truly, again, mark my words. I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit. What does that mean? Well, again, Nicodemus knew the Scriptures very well. He was a teacher. So Jesus here was pointing to a famous Old Testament passage. If you go with me to Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel is before Daniel, if you have your Bibles there. Look what it says in verse 25 and 27. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a new heart of flesh. You are going to be born again. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Jesus was pointing to this Old Testament passage that promised the day when God, not men, but God, would take away the heart of a stone after washing it with clean water and then he will put his spirit in this new heart. To be born of the water and the spirit means to have repentance. To be clean through the repentance and then to receive a new heart given by God. And then you will receive the spirit of God dwelling in you. 
The whole point of this illustration Jesus gave to Nicodemus is that this new birth we all need is something that cannot be produced by ourselves. It's like our natural birth. We did not bring ourselves into the world or contribute to our own birth, right? Was your mother all the labor? And that's what Jesus is telling to Nicodemus. This is a work of God. Being born again is not because we were baptized, born in a Christian home, or we repeated a prayer, or we come to the front after a, a call. I'm not saying that cannot happen during those moments. But what I am saying is that this is not something that we can produce to say, I was not a Christian and now I am a Christian. In God's kingdom is you are dead or you are alive. You are born again or you are not born again. That's what Jesus was telling to Nicodemus. Now the second illustration Jesus gave to Nicodemus was this. Look at verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear its sound. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Try to catch the wind. Or try to control the wind. Or try to tell the wind where it should blow or when it should blow. That's impossible. That is the new birth as well. God is the one who does it. It is a gift from God and a miracle from God. Nicodemus came to Jesus because of the signs and the miracles that Jesus had done before. But Jesus told him that the greatest of the miracles is not physical. The greatest miracle is to be born again and to enter the kingdom of God. Because you can be healed in your body, but you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Jesus was telling Nicodemus, yeah, you came for the signs, but the miracle that you need is to be born again, to enter the kingdom of God. The miracle of the new birth. And now let me tell you something. The miracle of being born again is not free. It has a price. And that is the second part of Jesus' answer to Nicodemus. If you go with me to verse 9, we read in verse 9 to verses 15, it says, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel and yet 
you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him must, may have, I'm sorry, eternal life. In this part we just read, Jesus gives this teacher another lesson from the Old Testament. Jesus used an illustration from an obscure story in Numbers 21 when the people of Israel disobeyed God. And God sent a plague of snakes, lethal snakes, that killed many people. So God in his mercy told Moses to make a bronze statue of a snake and lift it up on a pole so that whoever, listen carefully, that whoever looked at the bronze serpent believing God's promise to save them would instantly be healed. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Just like the people who look at the bronze serpent Moses lifted up in the desert and received new life. Whoever comes to Jesus and believes in him will receive a new birth. That is what Jesus is telling to Nicodemus. That's what God is telling us to all of us. If you look at my son lifted up at the cross... If you believe in the sacrifice that he paid to give you the new birth, you will have it. That is the price. When Jesus said to the son that the Son of Man must be lifted up, he talked about his sacrifice on the cross. Jesus died on the cross to secure new birth to all the Nicodemus in this world. Notice verse 16 to the end of this passage today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life Whoever look at the serpent shall live. That was the promise. And that is the same thing that God is promising to all of us today in 
John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light, notice again, the light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who, everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. so beautiful eh? now let me talk about this condemnation that Jesus is speaking about here because I think it's pretty simple when I was in that dark place in Guatemala I was lost and hopeless I am alive today only because a miracle happened to me the police found me, and when they told me what to do, I believed him. The same thing happens when we believe Jesus. We are already condemned in our sins and trespasses, in our darkness, without hope in this world. We are dead. But Jesus came from heaven to offer us the miracle of a new birth through the payment of his death. And he has been offering the same deal to many people. But people love darkness and evil things and trust in themselves. That is the condemnation, condemnation Jesus is talking about here. Their unbelief is what condemns them. So the question here is this. Do you believe that Jesus came from heaven to sacrifice himself and to pay the price in order to give you eternal life? in order to give you a new birth? If you believe this, you will receive the miracle of the new birth that God gives to all those who believe. Then is completely his work. 
I have been asking myself for two nights writing this sermon. Am I born again? Because the answer will tell me if I will be receiving the eternal life or I will be part of the kingdom of God. For all of us that have been at church for many years, do you want to know if you have been born again? Then ask yourself the question, what do I love? Do we still love our reputation like Nicodemus? Or do we love our position like Nicodemus? Or are we still love coming at night and do not want anybody to find out that we are followers of Jesus? What do we love? What do we are passionate about? Let me tell you something. We need to see Jesus lifted up every day of our lives at the cross. We need to see Jesus as the payment for our new life daily. Remember what Jesus told his disciples. If you want to be my disciples, you need to take your cross. means you need to be in the light no matter what is the cost and follow me we need to believe not just one day about Jesus but every day we need to remind ourselves about who Jesus is and that's the only way that we are going to enjoy this new life that we have received, all those who believed in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful encounter that you left for us and for our edification and for our correction and for our encouragement. We have no words, Lord, to say thank you for what you have done for all of us. That we, when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, when we were in our darkness, the light came and shined in the middle of our darkness and we received the faith to believe in what you have done for us. And I pray, Lord, that if someone is here not sure about being born again, that you will give us opportunities, Lord, to talk more about this miracle that is being offered to all of us.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's sing this last.